in New Life family. Ha! Ah, presence of the Daddy is here. Amen. Don't we need the presence of God? We need evidence that He is in control. He's in charge. All of us need that. If we don't have that, we don't have a necessary thing to help us Amen. Trust him on the level that he wants us to trust. Anybody believe that God wants you to trust him? Amen. Anybody want to trust God? Amen. We've come to realize at New Life Fellowship, the greatest form of worship is trust. Amen. Trusting him. Amen. And today we're talking about set apart to be. Last week it was justified to be. Today, set apart to be. Amen. And the word holy means set apart. God is holy. Does anyone, anyone want to be like him? Mm -hmm. We are purposed by God to be like him. Amen. It's a journey to get there. But prior to us arriving at what he's the finished product, he goes ahead and he transfers to our account because of his grace, righteousness. Amen. Because of his love for us, he sets us apart if we'll choose him as being holy. Amen. You're special to daddy. Amen. You're very special to him. And uh, as his holy bride, come on, it's important, the bride of Christ is not futuristic. The bride of Christ happened 2,000 years ago. And it's important for you to know this. We're not looking for a future wedding. Amen. The union happened 2,000 years ago. That's why there's children being born today. Anybody born again? If you're born again, that means <laughs> the miracle of conception took place. Amen? That he, Jesus Christ, touched your spirit with his spirit and baptized you with his spirit, which is called Holy Spirit, and resurrected your spirit so that you would have power and dominion and authority over the mind, will, and emotions that beat you up all the time. We think it's other people that's beating us up, but it's all the ideas and thoughts imaginations that are not God's thoughts, ideas, and imaginations. They're coming from somewhere else. And it's so convincing to agree with them that the next thing you know, we're down and out, we're frustrated, we're beat up, amen, we're sick, and the list goes on, all because we're trusting another idea instead of God's kingdom. We're putting our faith in a lie, and we don't even know it's a lie. It sounds right, but we embrace it, and we hold on to it. And uh, I want to encourage you today, amen, as the bride of Christ, where the Lord gets all his kids from, amen, he puts his seed in the womb of his bride, and children are born. That's why the bread that came down from heaven, amen, the word of God, the Word of God is the seed of God. Amen. And we are transformed into His image from glory to glory because 
that word was made flesh 2,000 years ago and dwelt among us. And we're able to open up our spirit and say, Lord, show me. And he can reveal this to us. Amen. He can show us about his grace and his mercy and his purpose. He's revealing himself to us so that you and I, who are fallen flesh, we have a carnal nature about us that messes us up. We can be transformed into being like him, the word. Amen. And so we're in a process of learning by the spirit of God. We're learning, we're developing we're growing in this thing that Jesus example to us only to say what we hear and do what we see. Is that true? Because I've said things that I heard that wasn't him speaking before. And it brought pain to my life. It brought frustration. It brought all kind of things that uh, made me feel bad. But when I say what he say. If I have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying and I yield to that, out of that comes abundant life. It brings hope. It edifies everybody around me. It, prom it promotes them into believing that God might even care. He, he does more than just care. He reveals himself, man. He, he's already shed, shed all of his blood. He gave it all for you and I to have life and that life more abundantly. Now, it's important that you know as the bride of Christ, we're here right now, all of us are here together as the bride. When you go out today, you'll go out as sons. Hopefully you'll go out not alone, but you'll go with in the spirit and you'll go out by twos and you'll let God blow your mind on revealing the kingdom as sons. When we gather together, the reason the dynamic is different when we gather together because it's his bride. Did you know that the husband treats the bride different than he does his kids? There's a little bit different dynamic with the bride than it is the kids. And we're all his kids, but together we're his bride. Come on, the Lord wants to put the seed of his word in the womb of his church so that children can be born. It's just, it's what comes out of the relationship, Right? And we're not here to abort that, are we? We're not here to discard that. We're here to take care of it and let the, 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 the term happen so that the miracle and the testimony can be born, right? It's very important you catch this right now. God didn't call his bride to save the world. Silence is important. You need to catch this. My wife is not my wife, amen, to go out and make things happen. She's my wife because we're in covenant together. And I see her, if I'm paying attention to what daddy says, I see her as he sees his bride. And she, the bride of Christ, is a help me. What are we helping him do? Because he got all the muscle. He got all the power. He gave us his name, right? I know that don't fit in our culture, but we're not here to listen to our culture talking no longer. We're here to listen to daddy talk, right? We ain't got time for that culture. That's, it's impacted all of our lives, but the Lord wants to set us free from all these lies. 
so that we can live and have this life more abundantly. It don't stop coming in waves. And the bride has a special, amen, place with her husband in the spirit. And I want to take some time today to encourage you to know how you can take care of what God puts in the womb of the body. That's why being a body of believers that have a single eye, amen, their own purpose, they have mission, they have clarity of vision, amen, and the world that pushes back on it, that's, that's for a good reason. It's to uh, help us get stronger, takes us to the next level. If you don't have pushback, Amen. If you don't have stuff going on around you, you're not moving the right direction. Amen. Anybody want to grow? Anybody want to be more like Daddy? Well, you're going to have to push against the current of the world. That means where light and darkness comes together, that's where miracles happen. Amen. We're not flowing with the world. We're not flowing with darkness. We're coming. It's the light. When the light's shining, it's more powerful than darkness. Amen. And I encourage you today, you're the bride of Christ. He didn't call you, amen, out of darkness into marvelous light to have a covenant with him where you go save the world. He's saving the world. He gets all the credit at the end of the day. And I want to say this to you here today because uh, it impacted me. The need to be seen is not a, not a wise thing for us. Hear me. Many will say in that day, Lord, look what we've done. You don't want to be a part of the many that say, Lord, look what we've done. You want to be a part of the few that says, look what he did. Amen. You don't want to be a part of the group that's trying to justify, amen, their lack of connection with him based on things that they did. You want to shout with the voice of triumph in unity with the bride that says, look what he has done. Look what the Lord has done. Look at the one that covered us and gave us fellowship and relationship and peace and joy and all this wonderful hope and healing and deliverance. Look what he done. Amen. So in the last day, you know, the Lord said there's many that's going to say, look at, we cast out devils. We've done many mighty works in your name. Look what we did. And the Lord says, but you were a rebel. You would not let me be joined to you. You know what that word join? You wouldn't let me be intimate with you. You didn't take care of my seed. Therefore, depart from me, ye that work self-will. Iniquity. Amen. Now, why did you have to quote that, Pastor? Because that's a hard saying, and it's got me nervous right now. If you're nervous, good. Amen? It's good because now you're going to ask the Lord to help. And, and if, if we don't ask, seek, and knock, we don't get any help. And the Lord, Lord knows exactly what kind of help I need. I, I'm serving y'all. Amen? Uh, when he talks about y'all, you, you guys, girls, y'all are always better than I am when he talks to me. But you know what? When he's talking to me, I'm getting experiences that validate I know he loves me. And I'm, I'm okay with the fact that I know he loves me. He can talk more about you if he wants to. I know he loves me. That, that's important for you to catch that. 
Because I cannot serve you on the level that daddy wants me to serve you and love you the way I've been loved by him if I don't know that. Amen? It's important today that we catch this because he's not asking us to save the world, but he, ask, he is asking us when we go out as sons and daughters into the king, into this world, that we take our living experience that we've gotten from him and we do life. And it becomes salty. It becomes light to everyone he puts in your path. And you do every bit of that because, amen, together we're the bride. We have his name. We're called by his name. You have authority and dominion and power because there's a covenant in place. You have been set apart to be his bride, to be his sons and daughters. You have been made holy because you said, yes, Lord. I'm making a conscious decision today that I'm going to learn of you. You are meek and you are lowly. <sighs> What's he asking us to do? Learn of his quiet and peaceful spirit. Why would he want me to learn that? Because if you learn that, you will put that on, put on Christ. You will adorn yourself, amen, in his identity. And when you go out, you will carry his presence with you, which is a quiet and peaceful spirit, which is in God's sight, treasure. Anybody want to be like your husband, your father, amen, your God? Your, he's everything to us, Right? And so we get to operate in this world in the Spirit, hosting the presence of the one that is our Father and together our husband, taking what he gives us, amen, is eternal life, tending to it until out of us, the womb, the body of Christ, the church of the living God, amen, the evidence of his children show up. They look just like him. They talk like him. They walk like him. Amen. They only do what he does. And, oh, there's your evidence of the Lord. Now, that is what he wants to fill the earth. That's how he receives his glory. And you're set apart to step into that. It's not a hard thing. It's a very easy thing. And somebody says, well, Pastor, last time I checked, you got to die to yourself to go there. What is it about yourself that you really like? What is it about you that you're so drunk on? Last time I checked, that dude's getting older. He's getting slower. Come on. What is it about that guy in the mirror that I... No, there's something else inside that guy in the mirror that wants to live. And never stops being a child, a sponge, teachable. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. The only interest that the Lord and the truth will make us free, right? The truth sets us free. That's why we're here today, amen, to be set free. 
more. And when we come back together as a bride, we're going to be set free some more. Amen? So that we can enjoy being who God says we are. So what is it about that person in the mirror that you're so in love with that you just want it to live and have its way? It hadn't done anything good for you. Now, how's that been working out for you, that person in the mirror? Amen? And the enemy wants that person in the mirror to maintain this idea that I'm in charge. If you'll let go of the person in the mirror and let the one, amen, that is Lord and King manifest, amen, and let him truly love you on the level that you deserve to be loved. But in order for him to do that, you've got to be willing to put off the old man. You've got to be willing to let go of the biological influences, amen, of years gone by. The, 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 the nature, the heritage of the old man has got to be diminished so that he can show up and now show out. Amen. That's what we need. So he sets us apart to finish something in us and glorify his name. Amen. So I want to read a few passages here to help you uh, understand that um, there's something to be said about the relationship of marriage and salvation. And what does that relationship of marriage and salvation have in common? What can we go after today and know the Lord has us covered? We don't have to worry about nothing. You know, anybody ever worry? You know, I've, I've, I've uh, performed witchcraft too. Every time you doubt, every time you entertain fear and unbelief, you might as well be part of a witch's coven. You're casting spells and you're doing witchcraft and sorcery, all that stuff. I didn't know that existed in the church, did y'all? Amen. If the sky is falling in your life all the time, that's not cool. I said it this way. On the other side of the cross was all those evil days. Since the cross of Jesus Christ happened, there ain't no such thing as evil days. Well, I don't know about that, Pastor. I got, I got a Bible verse or two I want to share it with you. No, today is the day of the Lord. Today, now, this is the appointed time. We're in the moment after the cross, the battle was won. Jesus took his place on the throne. He's in charge, y'all. And he wants us to finally agree with him that he's in. But, but, but pastors, all, all kind of stuff going on in our world right now, and this is happening. And hadn't you checked the news lately? Yeah, I'm aware of all that. But all that's working something out for good. Jesus still won. The enemy has been defeated. The only problem with what's going on is humanity keeps making bad choices. 
And we start, we keep seeing all the consequences, but there's a group in this world that made the right choice called the bride of Christ, and she has been set apart to be. And he ain't quitting. He is going to finish what he started, and this earth is going to be filled with his glory. Does anyone believe? So we don't have any time to talk about what's wrong with our world. We only have just enough time to talk about what's right with our Lord and our Savior, our husband, our daddy. Wasting my time worried about how the world has made just constant bad choices, and this is the consequences. We see it all over the place. You get sucked into that vortex, and instead of being in the the eye of the storm where it's peace, ah, with the peace giver, you're sucked into all that hmm, junk going on in our world. But God's doing something. He's shaking everything that can be shaken so that only those things that cannot be shaken remain. Guess who's going to be remaining? The bride, all his kids that believe. Amen? So if I could do one thing today, and if all we get done today is you catch this revelation, quit trying to save the world. important we pause and listen to what the Spirit's saying. You can't take credit for what belongs to God. Remember, in unison, we're going to say this together as the bride. Look what the Lord has done. And we won't be able to thank him and praise him enough for how good he's been. We won't get tired of doing it because he'll keep wowing us while we're doing it. He'll keep loving us while we're doing it. As we keep putting on, amen, Christ from one day to the next, we just keep putting on a quiet spirit, amen, and a peaceful spirit. What we're doing, amen, is getting loved by him more, and we're giving him access to where he gets his rest. Much as I want to read the scripture right now, he won't let me. I'm saying to you, he's loving on us right now. Did you know that God cannot get tired? Well, yeah, he's God, Pastor. Well, why does he need a resting place? He needs a resting place. God needs, yep, yep. What was was the type and shadow of today in the Old Testament of his resting place? the temple. Was it not? And all the nations then recognized, don't mess with that God. He'll whoop your in if you get in his way. All the nations, when they were serving all kind of God, and their gods kept getting whooped by him. They, they, you know, they finally figured it out. We can't come up against that one. But he found his resting place among a nation that come out of a father called Faith, Abraham. And there was a relationship between Abraham and Sarah that was kingdom-like. And they made all kinds of mistakes, didn't they? They dropped the ball. They tried to help God out. And 
uh, they deceived, and I mean, the list goes on. And yet, the grace of God was with Abraham and Sarah. And he gets to tell a story about himself and his bride. It's so important for us to catch this. And so that relationship between Abraham and Sarah says everything about where we are today and if we're truly the children of Abraham or not. Well, no, we're, we're not Jewish. There's neither Jew nor Greek to God. He, he took care of that at the cross, ladies and gentlemen. He broke that wall down. There's neither Jew nor Greek. Jesus said that, and Paul recorded it and gave us good explanation on how that is. If you come under this rule, what rule? Death, burial, resurrection. What's that? The gospel. Repent. Be baptized in his name. Be filled with his spirit. You are the Israel of God. It says it right there in Galatians. So has anybody repented for thinking what you shouldn't think that's out of line with God? Has anyone went down in water, that foolish thing, getting wet? What that? Yeah, and you let, you let someone that encouraged you speak his name over you when you went down in that water. And when you come up out of that water, amen, the old man was left in the grave where it belongs. All things became new. Your spirit man was resurrected, and now you have life. And you begin to say only what you heard the Father say. And you spoke with tongues, you prophesied, you declared. I mean, all of a sudden now I can only say what I hear and only do what I see. Hmm. You are children of Abraham. Paul's doing the writing here. You are the Israel of God because you went by way of Jesus Christ. Amen. You come under his cover. Oh, you put on a quiet and peaceful spirit. I don't have to be seen no more. I don't have to be seen. Only one needs to be seen is him. I have covered myself with his presence. But guess what he does? He puts you on display anyway because he wants all of his creation to see his bride. He wants everybody to know this is the apple of my eye. This is the object of my affection. I'm all in. I died for her. And she takes care of my seed. Amen. She lets, she lets it be formed until my image is revealed. She takes care of it. Amen. She's devoted to her covenant with him. Amen. Now, I said that to say this. Jesus is comforted with his bride. Jesus finds rest with his bride. I've got to catch this. Would you... Would you say potentially that Jesus is in love with his bride and that he wants to spend all of his time with his bride? Amen. I'm pausing for effect here. In the Old Testament, it refers to a weary God. God can't be tired. But you know what God wants more than anything? His passionate relationship. He wanted that when he 
formed humanity out of the dust of the earth, and he breathes into that form that he formed and makes humanity a living soul. He was wanting relationship. He was desirous of fellowship. And so he makes man. And out of man, he takes a rib, amen, and he makes woman. And he's telling a story of what he's after. He's given us, amen, firsthand information of what he's after. In the Old Testament, Isaiah's writing about a, a God that's weary, and he's wanting his place where he rests. And the old tabernacle wasn't doing it. It wasn't getting the job done. And Isaiah is prophesying to Israel and to anyone that wants to read the letter. He's letting them know that for with a stammering lip and another tongue shall he speak. This is the rest wherewith the weary. Go look at the context. He's the one that's weary. He's the one looking for the relationship. I'm going to get my rest when I finally get someone to say, yes, Lord. And Jesus comes, God in flesh comes, and shows us how to do it as our example. And he says it bluntly. I only say what I hear him say. I only do what I see him do. What's he, what's he revealing to us? <laughs> I'm the place of his rest. Are you going to choose to be that with me? God comes in flesh. And he's touched by everything we're touched with. He knows everything we deal with. And he gives us the grace and the love and the experience we need, amen, to push through it with him. What, what, what's that push? Any, all you ladies know. Push. Push. Pastor, be careful. I might slap you here in a minute. Don't make me remember too much. But y'all don't remember. All you remember is the joy of what happened. And everybody gets their bubblegum cigars out. Is this okay? Are y'all ready? Amen. To make a choice on another level, somebody, to our husband, for the sake that sons and daughters can be born. And all of a sudden, the pain, the labor pain, the pushback, the resistance don't matter no more because of the covenant and the love and the experience of being together. Oh, man, in his presence, there is fullness of joy, life forevermore. Uh, I can't, you, do y'all know, man, the presence of God in this room right now, I can't conjure this up. You stirred it up by showing up. You caused a dynamic in this room to manifest because you want more 
of him. And he meets us there with joy, with passion, to get his comfort, to get his rest, for him to be fulfilled himself. Because you consciously made a choice. I am going to choose him. And I'm going to be reverent to him being the almighty, the sovereign one, the powerful one, the all-knowing one. I am submitting myself reverently and deferring to him. And it's easy to do when you get the best end of the bargain. You get all the peace and the joy and the fulfillment of being who he says you are. Wow. Hmm. And Sarah, she adorned herself with a quiet and peaceful spirit. And it was great treasure in the sight of her husband. Amen. And he was able to be comforted by her agreement and her willingness to honor him. And he gives her the kingdom. He gives her everything. He holds nothing back. Is that totally against the culture and the mainstream of our world right now? And our world is hurting, ladies and gentlemen, because they're looking for what we're enjoying. And they're fighting to get it, but they're not getting it. At the end of the day, they can't sleep. They're beat up. They're sick. And the, a world of pain and frustration comes in ways because they haven't made a conscious decision to choose him. There's, there's, there's a couple of things that we need to recognize here. If we're going to be effective for Jesus to receive his glory, everybody wants the Lord to receive his glory, right? And his glory is the fact that he gets to take over the, the globe. His kingdom fills the earth. So, first thing we do is we consciously choose, amen, him. We choose to come under his authority. That moves heaven. And the moment I decide that, you know what, I'm going to take out time today and quit letting everything else dictate my schedule, I'm going to let him be the Lord of my schedule. And I'm going to come to him because I'm heavy laden, I'm burdened, I'm beat up, and I'm going to learn of him for he is meek and lowly. And he is my oasis. He is my source, my substance. That's what he's saying in there. Come to me and I'll be your oasis. I'll be your everything. And so we make that our choice. And when we do that, he now has a womb to put his spirit in, his seed in, his word in. Because we've 
we, we've yielded to that reality. Then, because of the experience I'm having, we are having with our husband, living experiences. Oh, wow, man. We got the husbands of all husbands. And all the wives say, Lord's will be done. Every man wants to be a man of God. There's not a man that exists that doesn't want to be associated with the fruit of God's Spirit. Every man wants to host that. So, ladies, I'm telling you the truth. They do. But the presence of God and the living experiences that it gives us is the key. We can't be effective. I'm talking about men and women now. We together cannot be effective unless we have living experiences of the one, amen, that we're subject to and we reverence. So if you're not getting the kind of living experiences that comes out of covenant with him, you need to question your covenant with God. You probably don't have one yet. You need to get one. There's a lot of professed Christians in our world that are not enjoying a covenant with God because they didn't get the full gospel. They got a part of a gospel. Well, I did quote that to you all in Matthew chapter 7. If you hadn't read that, go read that. Many will say, didn't we do this in your name and that in your name and this in your name and that in your name? And Jesus said, no, you wouldn't let me be joined with you. You wouldn't, let, you wouldn't come in covenant with me. Therefore, depart from me. I don't want to be a bride that's a rebel because a bride that's a rebel don't have a husband. It's okay. Did you know you can be a bride that's a rebel and cast out devils and do many wonderful works? Jesus said that, Matthew chapter 7. I want to be in covenant with the one, amen, the one and only. And there's evidence that comes when you're in covenant with the one and only. These signs follow them that believe. I'm going to read this here in just a moment. I'm going to finally get there. i got a few more minutes. But ladies and gentlemen, we're in a place right now where you have, we have to make a conscious decision to come undercover to him. Undercover so that we can experience these kind of living experiences with him that we can't do the shut up. Oh, amen. We, we, we learned how to be quiet enough so that we get something that was valuable enough to say. And it come out of experience, and we won't quit talking about our husband. And as sons and daughters, we won't shut up about our daddy. And we're not throwing 10-pound Bibles at nobody. What's happening when we, when we can't stop talking about and demonstrating these living experiences, and what's happening at that point is now, now you and I are more interested in what interests God in others so that now we can love them as we have been loved. The greatest commandment that he left, I'm going to leave you a new commandment that you love one another as you have been loved. What's he talking about? He's talking about that marriage covenant. He's talking about that intimacy between him and his bride. The thing that brings about true sons 
in the earth. And only few be there that find this. Don't be satisfied with shaking a preacher's hand. Don't be satisfied with going to a building and saying, Preacher, tell me what the Lord said. You don't want to put your faith in the fact that, well, uh, Jesus, I heard Dwayne Lowe talked about you, and hey, man, that ought to work. No. If you don't have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying, and what you're hearing don't bring you into unity with the body of Christ, you're not in a good place. You've been set apart. God calls you holy because you adorn yourself with his presence, amen, and your ear is only to hear what he says, and your tongue, that most unruly member, is there only to say what he says. We'll read that to you. And then we'll, uh, we'll see what the Lord does from there. 1 Corinthians 2 and 6. Notice what it says here. This is a challenge just to be quick to listen and slow to speak, right? Fast talkers get in trouble. I've done a lot of fast talking. We found out that if you talk fast, you get angry quick. Be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. So if you find yourself dealing with anger all the time, you might need to learn to do the shut up. Pastor, why you got to be so in our face? No, I'm talking to a spirit that torments you. Let me say it this way. Did y'all know divorce is in the church just as much as it's in the world? And you know this, don't you? Did you know our temptation with the Bible? This is, this is carnal temptation. We'll take the Bible as our divorce attorney and justify reasons why we can have broken relationships, and we got Bible studies to back it up. And we justify broken relationships with this book called the Bible. Let me tell you what to do with your Bible, which should be a holy book to you. It should be. Lay it down, lay it down, and get filled with the Spirit. Get filled with the Spirit until you've put on a quiet and peaceful spirit. Now, they'll go pick that Bible back up, and it'll come alive to you. And it ain't going to look for ways to beat someone up. It ain't going to look for ways to justify bad responses. It will not look for a way to tell you, you need to change so I can have a better day. So hurt and change. The Bible's not for that, but it's being used for that because the enemy knows how to take the letter and kill. And he's doing it all over our world right now. But the Spirit brings life true have i ever used the bible incorrectly yes and i don't like talking about it but i did look y'all i beat that girl up with my bible studies and she had to put up with a lot of she didn't know how to do it. she she couldn't she couldn't compete with me because i study it and i get it and it's like she it ain't even fair and when the lord showed me that I told her the other day, I said, I went and got our wedding pictures, honey. Sat down, I started looking at them. 
let the Lord talk to me about our passion to go into this relationship and what the energy was driving it, the, the hopes that was in it. And those wedding pictures just brought a world of memories back. And all of a sudden, Daddy is talking about his daughter. He wasn't talking about my wife. He was talking about his daughter. And he let me know how I had not handled his daughter correctly. Y'all reckon I did some repenting? And after I got through having a discussion with him, I was doing the shut up about his daughter. Then he starts talking to me about his, my wife. This, this should help somebody. Did y'all know? Wanda, when I see you, I see daddy's daughter and Nathan's wife. That's what I see. You happen to be my sister in the spirit. But if I don't get it, the revelation of who you are from God's lens as his daughter and as Nathan's wife, I might mishandle my relationship with you. And I might require some things of you that's not from heaven. I hope this is helping somebody here today. You've been set apart to be. And if God sets Tino apart to be his man of God, guess what, Tino? I'm all in. And the idea that you owe me anything, that doesn't exist. I owe my father. I owe my father to adorn myself with a quiet and a peaceful spirit so that I can serve his son and Lolly's husband to be who God has separated him apart to be. And in the process, I might be blessed with some bro time, being daddy's boys. We might go fishing, I don't know. But I'm blessed with that. I don't deserve it. I'm blessed with it. Daddy deserves his boy to be his man of God. Daddy deserves his son when he comes together to be the womb of his bride so that he can pour his seed in there, amen, and miracles, amen, and sons and daughters can be born. That's what we've got to catch, y'all. It says here in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 6, However, there is a wisdom that we continually speak of when we're among the spiritual mature. Who's the spiritual mature? The church. It's wisdom that didn't originate in this present age, nor did it come from the rulers of this age who are in the process of being de dethroned. Who's being dethroned? All the spirits of demons and prince of the air. Amen. They're working through humanity, but they're being dethroned. Verse 10, God now unveils these profound realities to us by the Spirit. Look, 
Dwayne Lowe can't give you any of these profound realities. Only the Spirit can. If you catch this, you're going to start seeing wonderful things happen in your life if you catch this. I believe you are. Yes, he has revealed to us his inmost heart and deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit who constantly explores all things. After all, who can really see into a person's heart and know the hidden impulses except for that person's spirit? How does that happen? That spirit, that person's spirit has been resurrected by the Holy Spirit. So it is with God. His thoughts and secrets are only fully understood by his spirit, the spirit of God. Verse 13, underline this, ladies and gentlemen. And we articulate these realities with the words imparted to us by the Spirit and not with the words taught by human wisdom. We join together Spirit-revealed truths with Spirit-revealed words. Let me, anyone help you here real quick? When you get touched by the Spirit, what happened in Acts chapter 2 happens to you. What happened in Acts chapter 4 happens to you. What happened in Acts chapter 8 happens to you. What happened in chapter 10 happens to you. And the Holy Spirit was poured out on them, and they began to speak Spirit-revealed words in other tongues and prophetic utterances and declarations. They, they didn't understand what they were saying, but they were letting that most unruly member be energized by the Spirit of God that touched their spirit, and out of their belly, Jesus said, come rushing rivers of living water. And in the process, they get this living experience that they can't explain. Pastor, you won't shut up about this, will you? No. Because every one of us have a problem with the most unruly member. Every one of us, if you're honest with yourself, we talk too fast. And we're still wondering, why, why all the pushback? Why all the stuff going on? Why is this? And these consequences we're dealing with is because we think we're intelligent. And the Lord will let you think that, but it ain't ever going to work out for you until you let the one who is intelligent, him, take over in his house and let him be comforted and let him find rest in his house. Amen. Is he the head or am I? Uh, does anybody believe Jesus is the head? Why don't we let the head have his place? Why don't we let him do the thinking and the talking? And why don't we just be his body? That sounds weird, Pastor. Yeah, but try it and see what, how weird it is. Put it to the test and see what happens to your spirit. And the changes that begin to happen with the relationships around you that you can't explain. Every one of us has messed up. Every one of us has hurt people. And we're all ashamed on some level. We're all guilty on some level, aren't we? Don't raise your hand. But we haven't been Jesus most of our life. And he's saying, I'm good with that. I'll wait till you're 90 if I let you live that long. And if I can get your heart, I'll take it then. 
I'm all in. My blood makes that much difference. Is that true? The greatest commandment is that you love the way you've been loved. That's what I just showed you. Jesus can love us when we surrender and we submit. And we reference him by letting him have all the members of our body, especially this one. Right? And all of a sudden, logic don't matter no more, does it? And you can put that lying serpent on the run, put him under your feet. All that matters is what the Spirit's saying right now, and I don't understand half of what he tells me. But you know what? I have peace and joy. And, and young people hear me. I know y'all are thinking, man, I know this is God, but mm, I don't know, man. And you you got to test the, all the young people have got to go get all the information you can get so you can find out that it's messed up. I know. But I think you already know in the presence of God in this room that, yeah, I pretty well know it's all messed up too. And it's time to let the Lord take over in his house. I'm asking you today, does he deserve his house? Does he deserve to be comforted with his wife? That's why hanging out with you is important to me. We create a dynamic when we're together where he's comforted and where he is getting the thing he's always wanted. I remember when I was born again, I was filled with the Spirit. And that when I was filled with the Spirit that evening, I made the conscious decision of saying, Lord, I don't know what to do with this, but here I am. Take me. And at 12 years old, I was young enough that I hadn't got old enough <laughs> to block him. And he came. And he gave me a living experience. He gave me a living experience. It was joy unspeakable. I know. I was hugging everybody. Today. You heard me talk about it, right? Amen. And I was able to go out and serve people from his interest in others and love them the way I was loved for about two weeks. I didn't know that the older group in the church was saying, ah, oh, He'll come down. He'll be just like us here for long. You know that devil's real in the church, right? That's not a spirit of maturity. That's a lying spirit. So after two weeks, it took someone that knew how to stay on fire and in covenant that knew how to put on a quiet and a peaceful spirit. And this lady was my grandma. She adorned herself with that. And she said, son, all you need to do is go back to where you and daddy met the first time. He's waiting on you. I said, okay, I can do that. And he sure enough was waiting on me. Paul was a Pharisee of Pharisees. Matter of fact, he had legal right to kill you if you didn't match up with his doctrine. 
And all the Sanhedrin knew, that's a tough guy there now. That's Clint Eastwood. Don't mess with him. But on the road to Damascus, a miracle happened. And the God of glory knew his heart and said, I know why you're doing this, but you just don't get it. You're not smart enough, Paul. But because of your heart, I'm going to give you an opportunity to come undercover to me. And Paul received it. And the church didn't know what to do with him because he killed so many. And so he's out in the wilderness. For Anybody ever been in the wilderness? Everybody deals with your own personal wilderness. But that's where you learn how to put on the ornament of a quiet and peaceful spirit. Paul got it. And God prompted him to go back to Jerusalem. Oh, you know, if you go to Jerusalem, they're going to knock you out. They're going to kill you. All he could, come on, he put on the, the ornament of a quiet, and, and he was submitted reverently. <sighs> to his husband, to his father. And on his way to Jerusalem, he don't care. All that matters is I got this. Kill me if you want to. I don't care. All that matters is I got what I need. And a prophet stops him, binds him up with a girdle. They still have girls today? I don't know. The lady said, yep. <laughs> they bind you up too, don't they? He bound him up. The man that's bound in this girl, if he goes to Jerusalem, is going to be bound if he goes. Paul took it off and said, don't care. And he goes into Jerusalem, and he's doing things he's not even teaching the Gentiles to do. He's submitting himself and honoring those that he's been connected with, with the Jewish rituals that he's not even telling the Gentiles to do. He's doing it. And they overcome him and take him. And they were angry. But you know what the Lord told me when I was reading that? He said, son, I just want you to know there was a whole bunch of them that wondered what happened to him. There was a whole bunch of them there that took him prisoner that were going like, man, I don't know what happened to Paul, but he got something I ain't got. He said, Paul submitted to me. And as my son, he went as a son into war for me. And because he did that and he was willing to love them as he was loved, I pulled a lot of them out. Is anybody catching this? Remember when Peter kneeled down and he prayed? He waited until the Spirit took over. And Jesus was able to say, Tabitha, arise. Is anybody getting ready to be the powerful son and daughter you are? I know here in this group right here, this house, as the bride of Christ, this group is getting serious. And it really don't matter about the pushback. 
Because at the end of the day, we didn't do it. He did. He did. I sense an invitation from you to him. And all you have to do is just open the door. He's been knocking. Just open it up. And he's ready to come in and rest and be comforted. He's ready to sit down with you and talk to you about really what's going on, what's really happening. And as you hear him and you are slow to speak, you're quick to listen. Out of your innermost being, a resurrection is going to happen. And rivers of living water are going to begin to spring up. And you're going to begin to say things that only he could say. Prophesy only what he could prophesy. Declare what only he would declare. You may say it in English or you may say it in Chinese. Or you might even say it as a born-again believer in an unknown tongue, angels' languages. But that most unremembered belongs to him or either the devil. Which one? has access to your tongue. I have to tell you, I'm, 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 I've given the devil enough, not no more. Not no more. And the devil has quoted the Bible out of me more than I want to talk about. And he's taken that holy word and put enough twist to it but you know what I love about the presence of God in this room right now? Everybody in this room knows daddy's talking and not the devil because there's always evidence when daddy's talking. You can feel it. And your inner man is going like, oh, oh. Everybody, y'all, y'all have, every one of you have this. You can feel it. Daddy's talking. And that's how simple and light this is. Right where you're sitting, the kingdom can come like rivers of living water. Could we stand? Whew. How many in this room today want to put on a quiet and peaceful spirit? And if you do, the Lord's saying all you need to ask for is his spirit. That's all you need to ask for. If you will ask for more of him, more of his spirit, you can put that on because that's his identity. Come unto me, ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly. I will be your oasis. <sighs> you feel that? Some of you are asking already. <laughs> for everyone that wants to come forward, Come marching, amen, like you're the bride to your groom. Come with your whole heart to be in covenant with your husband. Come on, we're the bride. We're submitting the womb to him today. And there's glory about to come forth. Receive it today in Jesus' name. You are so special to him. 
To the guests, you may leave, be dismissed if you need to go. Thank you for being with us. You can hang out with us and spend some time with Jesus if you want to as well. God bless you.